So how many of you are loving this series? I think it's fantastic. I've really been enjoying it. I've been, uh, uh, I like Chris, I, I know one of your messages, Chris, I listened to, he said, I finally watched the first, uh, the first show. I've been binge watching it on Netflix. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not embarrassed to say I just have a box of Kleenex right there with me uh, as I'm watching it. But it's been fantastic uh, to uh, be doing this message together about relationships. And so, like Chris said, I have about 10 minutes here. I want to try to kind of wrap it up. Let me just kind of go over what we've been talking about. Uh, when we put this uh, series together and came up with titles, I remember looking at the very first title that we started off with, Broken and Beautiful, and I be, began to think, what a title, Broken and Beautiful. And I didn't really know, you know, where really to go with that, because at first blush, it seems to be, those words seem to be almost antonyms, right? I mean, broken, beautiful, how, like, how is that? But as I began to uh, look at it, I began to, to really start to understand it. And I listened to Chris's message, and he talked about this difference about being, being open and closed, right? Do you remember his message? This idea of, of us being open. There's a, there's a powerful uh, video that I think, I, I hope that you watched by Brene Brown on vulnerability. And what I love about this video, she talks about vulnerability, is this idea that, is that we're all actually broken. And that, and that when, we can, when we can embrace our own brokenness, right, which we want to we suppress that, when we can embrace that, we can embrace it in each other. And we can begin to see the beauty in our brokenness. Because right? no one wants to admit that, right? I mean, I, I, mean, I kind of don't. How many of you uh, can remember a time when you were in school and the teacher, professor, or whatever said at the beginning of class, if at any time you get lost, just raise your hand and I'll stop for you. Anybody? Right? I'll stop for you. And maybe it's, maybe it's physics or chemistry and, and, and within the first 10 minutes you are completely lost. And you look around and people are taking notes and they're frantically writing down you're thinking, I'm, I'm in trouble. I have no idea what's going on. But you don't want to raise your hand. Why? Bro- brokenness. Am I right? I don't want to raise my hand because everybody else here gets it, obviously, and I'm the one that doesn't. And then someone in the back of the room finally raises their hand kind of sheepishly, right? Says, I'm kind of lost. And you hear a collective sigh of relief in the whole class. Thank God. Right? Why? Because we're all that way. Because we're all broken to one degree or another. And so it's good for us to, 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 to be open, to show our broken. That's what your message was about, wasn't it? About being open. To be like a little child. Children aren't, aren't afraid to make mistakes, are they? Because make, making mistakes is about learning. We tend to not want to make mistakes because it's going to show that we're not valuable. That's not true. So broken and beautiful. The second message was about communication. Uh, Chris called it the glue of relationships. I think, it's the, I think it's the second most important thing in relationships. You may ask, what's the first? Just be patient and we'll get there. Uh, but communication, good or bad, you'll admit, it affects all relationships, doesn't it? It, refle- it, it, it affects your uh, relationship with your spouse, with your children. How many have ever done communication bad? Anybody? Okay. About half of us. And the other half are liars. 
but it affects it, right? And so it, 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 would, it would behoove us to work on our communication. I was just talking to Chris about a team-building exercise and about learning about communication styles, right? I have a style, and sometimes that style of communication rubs the wrong way with another style, right? That's why I think it's important for us because it is. It's the glue that holds us together. The third message was about fear and insecurity. At Freedom Life Center, we really kind of honed in on, on fear. Because fear is kind of broad, isn't it? I kind of broke it down into three different areas. Fear leads to selfishness. It leads to pride. It leads to resentment. Friends, these things are relationship killers. And so we talked about them and why they come into our, our life. But if those are relationship killers, then, then the opposite, selfishness, selflessness. The Bible tells us to consider others before ourselves, to put others first. Pride, the opposite is humility. That's a tricky one, isn't it? Right? You can't, you can't go out and try to work on humility. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to be the most humble person in this church. That's my goal. And then when you achieve it, you go, yeah, I'm, I'm humble than, than 90% of you. I, you know, I've arrived. It's a tricky one, right? So we just need to, we, we actually what we do, need to do is have a role model, and that role model is Jesus, to, to see how he lived and try to live like him. The last one is resentment, and the antidote to that is forgiveness. And then on Mother's Day, uh, uh, Chris here and my wife Michelle in at Freedom Life Center, uh, spoke on the seasons of relationship. I don't know what it was like here. Uh, I watched part of it. I didn't get to watch, have the time to watch it all. Pretty emotional at, at, our, uh, at our church. Um, I did catch the one part where uh, Michelle talked about the exact same thing. We, we get in seasons where we like and we want to keep it there, don't we? Right? Chris had some, like, weird story about a brick on a head. I mean, I don't know. It must be a flint thing. Because no one in Pittsburgh knew anything about that, right? I mean, but, but I, I got it, right? right? I want you to stay right at this age. It, it's, it's funny, isn't it? How, how rather than be progressive and keep moving forward, even our country today, to a certain degree, right? Uh, let's make America great again. The idea is this. Uh, let's go back. Right? We don't want to go back, do we? I mean, I don't want to go back. I want to be progressive. I want to keep moving forward. I want to keep growing, right? There's a trajectory. I want to keep moving. And so that's what this message was about. Listen, seasons come and seasons go, and we keep entering into different seasons in our life. And then last week we talked about uh, past hurts and peacemaking. The theme, I I read Chris's uh, uh, email that he sends out. He says, life is complicated. I, I use that theme. It is, isn't it? It's complicated. Relationships are complicated. Uh, we have hurts. In, in that scene that, that we watched, if you watch the show, what you know is when they were younger, there was a time when Randall was in his room in the same state, and his brother walked by and saw him in his room and just went into his own room. And he said, not now, not, right? We grow. There's a trajectory. And so life is complicated, and uh, Chris pointed out that it has to do with uh, uh, our level of maturity. That's why Paul talks about us wanting to, to we just talked about that, didn't we, about the law, moving, moving on, moving away from that, and growing into the, the more mature parts of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And Paul says, 
in Philippians, I think it's chapter 3, when he talks about, he goes, I don't consider myself to have already arrived, right? And I, and I don't either. I'm sure you don't either. But you do what? You press on. You press on and you keep growing. And so it gives us hope that we can grow to be more like Jesus, to be more like Christ. When Christ said, when those who are wanting to hurt him and do the most damage to him, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And when I really think about it and I see behavior, I realize they really don't know. That's the trouble. They really don't know. And Jesus knew that. Uh, at FLC, we talked about this kind of just in a different way. We talked about relationships, about, we talked about some scripture about, you know, uh, saying raka to somebody, calling somebody a fool, about insults, right? Uh, don't use insults to others, but learn to speak gently to others. Also, the Bible tells us to have good relationships is, is try to settle disputes quickly. Also, the Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Learn to speak plainly. Learn to speak your mind, right? Learn to say, look, this is, if, if, my, if I say yes, my yes is going to be yes. I'm going to speak as simply and as honestly as, my, as I can. The last thing we talked about for good relationships, and it's a springboard to our last uh, message, and that is be a people lover. Learn to love people. And so today, in our message, we're talking about real love. Let me read you a scripture. Paul in Ephesians 3 says this, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with the Lord's holy people, now listen to this, to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Don't you just love this? Paul writes this because he wants his readers, and that's you and me, to be rooted and established in love. Now here's the thing. We're all, we're all so different, aren't we? I mean, we all have different experiences. We all have different, <coughs> excuse, excuse me, different backgrounds. If you've traveled at all, if you've traveled to the south, maybe, maybe to Louisiana, to the bayou, uh, you'll find some strange places here in America. Uh, you know I'm from Pittsburgh. Chris and I both went to Springfield, Missouri, which to me at that time was like a different country. And I went to, uh, to school there, Chris and I, and one day I was going through, the, let me tell you a quick story, I was going through the lunch line, and they had sandwiches, and we were getting like a bag lunch. And I got there, and the, the little girl behind the, the counter there, she said, uh, what kind of sandwich do you want? And I looked at him, and I said, uh, I'll have the jumbo sandwich. And everybody back home knows exactly what I'm talking about. And she looked at me, and she said, uh, they're all the same size. And I said, now, I'm, I'm not always the sharpest knife in the drawer. Like, I know that, right? But I look, and I go, you know, I, I know they're not. So I think, okay, maybe it's my Pittsburgh accent she doesn't understand. Uh, and so, as a, like Americans, you know, as we are, uh, I said it slower and louder. <laughs> the jumbo sandwich. And now she looks at me with disdain to say, listen, they are all the same size. And so now uh, she's frustrated, I'm frustrated. 
And I said, okay, I'm going to settle this. I said, uh, that sandwich right there, what do you call it? And she said, bologna. I said, I'll have the bologna sandwich. Now, you may be sitting there thinking, what's going on, right? Well, in Pittsburgh, we have a, uh, a type of bologna called Jumbo Bologna. Jumbo is the brand name. We call it Jumbo, right? Just like Kleenex. That's a brand name. We all call it Kleenex. We do that so often in Pittsburgh. Now, I, I say that to say this, is that, that we, are, we are different. We are very, very different. But... Despite all of our differences, love is the thing that we all share. To me, it's the great unifier. It's the one universal truth. No matter who you are, no matter where you've come from, no matter what you believe, no matter what your background, there's one thing that we know Love is the thing that we're doing right. We've all loved in our lifetimes. Today I want to remind us that that ability to love is the very best part of humanity. The Bible says, the Bible talks a lot about God, but it defines Him in one way. It says this, that God is love. Not that He has the ability to love, Not that that is a character of God. The Bible says that that is His very nature. God is love. All of us here today have our own life story, our love story. And at the beginning of it all is God. He makes it all possible. The Bible tells us that that we love because He first loved us. Real love always begins with God. Real love is always sustained by God. And real love will continue forever with God. Listen to this. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Paul says in Romans chapter 8, I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, nor the present, nor not the future, not any powers, not height nor depth, or anything at all creation. You get the idea? He's just covering every possible scenario that he can. And he says this, nothing in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What does this mean? What does it mean to you to not be separated from that love? Does that affect your everyday life? I think it's something that we should walk around cognizant of on a, on a daily, if not moment-by-moment basis that nothing can separate us from that love. We all have love stories. Some, some love stories, whether they're with another person or with God, some of those love stories are at their beginning stages. Some are deep into them. But we also know there are chapters of those love stories that are sad and disappointing but others are, are exciting and full of adventure. I think we need to take time to pause, to look back and to smile at the moments that brought you to where you are today, as we should take time to look ahead at the moments to come. Why? Because I think this. I think that love is the experiences of life. Not, not just any one moment, but every moment. 
the big moments, right? The moments when you got engaged or got married, had your first child or even your first grandchild, or you bought your first home. But, but mostly it's made up of the millions of little experiences that we have that come in between the big ones. How many remember uh, falling asleep uh, with your newborn on your chest on the couch? Wow, what a, what a memory. Maybe making dinner together with your family. Spending holidays with your extended family. Watching a baseball game cheering your hockey team on to the Eastern Conference Championship. <laughs> Maybe I should have put that with a big one. I don't know, right? It's getting kind of boring in Pittsburgh. Right? Or, or, or the little ones coming home and, and having a hug. See, these everyday moments fuse together into one big experience that we call life. And even though these experiences are so incredible, words fail us when we try to explain it. This is the way real love is. It's meant to be, it's meant to be felt, not described. But trying to describe love is one of our favorite pastimes, isn't it? We write stories, poems, sing songs about love. But here's the, here's the thing. You and I, we all know it when we see it. And today, I want you to see it. Why? Because this is us.